Good morning. Good afternoon. Could be a good night. Hello. It's your favorite host. I hope your favorite, Jacob Goble. One episode nine this time of Don't Quit Your Day Job. I'm trying to hit 10, obviously. I feel like once you get to that point, this comes a real deal. So I'm just trying to stay consistent. And here we are for nine, right before 10. I thought after eight episodes of talking about myself all the time, I'd switch it up and bring in the audience. So I've done that. I went out and put out four topics on Instagram and got some hilarious feedback. I wrote it all down on my side screen over here. So I put down a little bit of notes, had a couple variances that we get to talk about, and now I get to interact with my audience and make this a lot more fun for me. It's something I'm going to do moving forward a lot more because I like talking to you. And the responses that I get are hilarious. I was literally sitting on my couch having a rough day, to be honest, went to the gym, crappy day at work, and I was having a crappy day at work, and I started reading some of these comments. One, the dudes that respond to these are hilarious because I know what dudes are going to say. You guys are so predictable, so I get it. It's like the dudes on one end being super, obviously, corny and like trying to screw with me, and the chicks are like super serious, like they're trying to help out and like actually answer the questions, so... There are a couple guys out there that are that are pretty legit and do actually give out stuff, but for the most part, it's corny stuff that does make me laugh, though. So for the first topic that I reached out or, or put out on Instagram was the price ranges one because I was definitely I was curious on this one because I've always been more of a gift giver. I feel like in my relationship, so I was trying to kind of see how everybody else felt about it, and the ranges were actually a lot higher than I thought. Uh, I had some guys that definitely put it out there that were like five bucks, you know, don't trust chicks. And I'm like, oh God, you know, but for the most part, I saw like two to $300. I was like, damn, that's a good chunk of change. I saw 300 or 500. I think 200 to 300 was the most common. And then 300 or 500 for a couple of the uh, upper echelon daters, I would say for sure. And then Giver McGee, somebody said 1K. And I, I believe it. I know it. So, damn. I mean, that's like, what, what did that guy do that year? A $1,000 gift? I'm down. I'm down. Might as well pay my rent. You know what I mean? But for us normal gift givers, I would say 200 to 400 was probably the most common range that I saw. I also like that one person responded that like each year you go up. I think I mentioned that in a previous podcast episode that like, each year you go up slowly because you're going to, obviously the expectation is that you're going to try harder and harder. So wherever you start, it's kind of like going to dictate where you go to. So if you start at 300, in a couple of years, you might be a giver McGee at that $1,000. But they started like, for example, they said $50. And then each year you go by 50. And that way it gets there. But I feel like for my range, I feel like I was around like 200 to 300 range. I'm more of a giver, especially if I know what you want. If I don't know what you want, I'm pretty bad at giving gifts. I think I went over that also in a previous episode. But for me, like if I know what you want, money is not a thing uh, to me. I don't look at money as a, a worry whenever it comes to dating, eating, stuff like that. My family would probably say differently, but it's also weird. Weird to buy your family presents. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. It's easier to buy gift give for girlfriends and stuff. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Tell me if I'm crazy. 
Of course, we also have the people that were pretty straightforward said, well, it depends how long you've been together. I think that is a realistic thing also. Speaking of that, my mom just followed me on Instagram. So that was one of her answers. It depends how long you've been for it. So it shows the kind of gift giver you are, mom, because I've known you for 25 years, technically. And your gift giving abilities, I don't know. It's kind of been all over the place. Just giving her a hard time. I also do believe that, though, is that if you do not really know each other, and it should probably be in the low rank because you just don't know. I mean, obviously, that's going to sound bad, like you're saying you don't trust your partner, but like you don't want to spend $300 the first Christmas. You've been dating for three months, and then in March, it's all over. I think there is kind of a build-up period and a growing period to have with somebody before you really just go be $1,000 giver McGee. And by the way, that person's married, so that is a good answer. One day... I hope that the $1,000 gift to me will be when I'm married. That'd be pretty rad. But before you can get a person a gift, I think a good start would be even getting their attention in the first place. And why I started laughing also last night was because when I put that question out there, I got a lot of responses like, Jacob, just do this. And I'm like, this question had nothing to do with me. I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm I'm good on my end. I was just kind of shocked and it was surprising, but like also funny that I was like, people thought I was like, I mean, I said it was for the, the show, but they thought I was like asking advice of how to pick somebody up. So that was funny on the responses. And again, bringing up my mom of following me, but she said, just be yourself. I mean, tell me that is not the most mom response you can have. Just be yourself, son. Yeah. If only if it was that easy, you know, just be yourself. So, but I did get some good responses. I want to make sure that I get these right. So I'll be looking to the left because I jotted down some notes on kind of the most common things that I saw girls saying. A couple of guys said something, but again, it was kind of more on the cringy, how do I say, rated X side, I would say. So I stuck to more of the girls side of things because they were kind of a little more truthful, I guess, put it that way. Not that the other side aren't. I just would love to see those guys walk up and say that and uh, get the reaction that I think they would get. So the number one thing that I mostly saw that popped up was confidence. And this is something that I definitely believe in as like a number one thing that confidence is key. I think we've all been in a situation where we see something on Instagram or social media and you're like, damn, how did that girl get that guy? Or how did that guy get that girl? And that's just off of obviously just physical perception, right? That's all of just a picture that we see. But I think when it comes down to that, it's also we don't know who that person is. And they could be walking around like their shit don't stink. You know what I mean? They're like the best person. And so I think with confidence, you can see that there's a fine line there. You know what I mean? It's like there's cocky and confident. Personally, I think I don't walk that fine line. I've gone both sides a lot. But for others, I think confidence is key of not being nervous. I get it. It is hard. That's why a lot of people meet when they're drinking, right? Takes away the nerves. But when you're talking to somebody that you're attracted to or you like, I feel like being nervous is kind of normal, but it's very easy to read for most people. So it makes it very awkward. You know, everybody's kind of looked across and like been listening to an awkward conversation. You're like, I wish that would stop. You know, you feel bad for the person and it's normal being nervous. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think confidence will help with that. If somebody has confidence, girls like that, and they like that, the ability to just to walk up and have a conversation 
On top of that, then the other thing I saw was funny. I mean, if you have confidence and you're funny, I feel like it goes hand in hand, brings the mood down, doesn't make it as serious. Again, takes the awkwardness away. I think it's just like taking awkwardness away. Everything I was reading was like, take away the awkwardness as much as possible. Also, uh, making girls laugh or vice versa, whatever way, but making somebody laugh, again, takes away that awkwardness. Most of the girls really said, make me laugh. Make me laugh and funny is what I saw a lot. And I wasn't really surprised. I feel like a lot of girls do seek that. But with some girls, not to judge on their past, obviously, I was very surprised because I feel like some of them definitely didn't date like that. They went more physical than funny. So that was weird to see. Definitely, definitely weird to see. I, <laughs> I'm laughing at this because... One of my friends, this is a girl, actually said this. And I had to put this on here because she said it so funnily. And she said eye-fucking, like across the room, like making eye contact and staring you up and down, but not in a cringy way. And I started laughing right now when I read that because I forgot that I put that down, to be honest. And then when I read it, I'm like, how is that not going to be cringy? I feel like girls hate when you stare at them across the way. That is like the way like you don't want to do, I feel like. So it was funny to read that because... I just thought about it was like, I feel like I like really locked eyes with somebody across the way. It just comes off as kind of creepy, but maybe it's just me. Maybe I just don't have that way of eye contact, you know? And then, I don't know, whenever I smirk, it's usually like a very weird thing. It comes off badly. So seeing the, the eye fucking one was super funny. And on top of that, they said smiling, which I feel like kind of goes hand in hand. If you're going to stare at somebody across the way, I hope you're smiling. You're not just like staring at them like a serial killer. The gist that I got was mostly be confident, be funny, also to smile a lot, which I think is important because I was told that girls notice smiles. But I feel like thinking about it, is there such thing as too much of a smile? Like I was watching a show the other day and this person had a smile and it was just it's out of their control, but they were just smiling like too much. Like they were just a really smiley person. And I'm curious if there's like too much smiling where you come off to the point of like, okay, I've seen it so much. Like I'm just staring at your teeth all the time now. Let's say I have like really nice white teeth. Who knows? Maybe that's a thing. To me, maybe too much smiling could be like, all right. But if a person's happy, a person's happy. What can you do? So the last two things were definitely good to know. Great topics to kind of really go back and forth with. But this topic right here is the, really the one that created the most drama, for sure. When I was reading them, I was shocked. I was definitely shocked in a good way. It was just like, I had so much fun with it. I wish I could have replied back to them, but I was so busy yesterday that I didn't get back to any of the responses. So maybe next time I'll try to get back to it. But seeing the difference in responses was hilarious. This is like the topic that I feel like gives the drama. It's always the, are you a big spoon or are you a little spoon? I'm going to put my gist on to start off with before we get into responses. Only a big spoon guy. Little spoon to me feels so odd. I don't know if it's an ego thing. I don't know if it's just me being weird, I don't know, it's just women feel so tiny, and you created on my back, it's like, I feel like you're like, 
I'm Dora, and they got the Monkey Explorer, like, on their back. Like, it's just so tiny and small. It just feels weird, feels cringy, and I just, like, usually push off. I'm like, no. But seeing how many girls love being Big Spoons, I was shocked. I was expecting, like, there were still, like, a majority of girls that liked being Little Spoon. And that, like, I was pretty used to seeing. But I saw so many girls wanting to be the Big Spoon. And I wish I would have gone back and asked. So you can tell me in the comments right below because I'm going to post this one. This is the one that definitely had the most funny ones, had the greatest remarks. And like girls were coming at. They were like Big Spoon or nothing. Like they were like in it. So for me, seeing that was surprising. I think a lot of girls that want to be the Big Spoon, I really want to know why. Because is it like easier for you to lay? Are you uncomfortable as the little spoon? I mean, there's so many questions here to be answered. And the other funny part was one relationship. Both the girlfriend and the boyfriend put in and both said big. So not going to say their name, not here to out people. But I'm watching your relationship because you guys can't both be big spoons. So somebody's fronting here. Somebody's lying. But that was funny to read. I definitely wanted to reach out to them and be like, who is the true big spoon? in the relationship. But I want to give credit to the guys on this one. While I did get a lot of girls saying they like the little spoon, or big spoon, I should say, sorry. I had a lot of guys saying they like the little spoon. I was truthfully shocked. I mean, it's good to see that guys are comfortable enough to be like, you know what, I'm down with the little spoon. But I was shocked, to say the least, when I saw so many of them. Hey, if it is, if you rock what you rock with, you either like it or you don't. I just thought it was a funny topic to see both sides. Because I feel like when you get in a relationship, it's like kind of an unspoken thing, but it's such a big deal, right? Like if two people like being Big Spoon or two people like being Small Spoon, it's like, why do you never cuddle me? Why don't you never? It's like, then it's a nag fest. You're like, here we go again. I mean, cuddling is a side topic already. It's like hot, you know what I mean? It's like not hot in like the hot and sexy way. It's like temperature, like I'm going to start sweating 10 minutes tops. This is going to sound really shitty. I'm not really like marketing myself well, but 10 minutes I feel like tops. I start getting sweaty, especially you're going to go to sleep. It's just not comfortable to like to really get good sleep. So I'm also curious, like bigger little spoon, does it matter off of sleeping or like just watching Netflix, right? If you're just on the couch, is one of you bigger little? Or if you're going to bed, is one of you big or little? Does that switch? I'm curious. So again, drop that in the comments. I actually feel like people will out themselves. So I feel like the commenting will not happen. I keep saying comment only because I would love to comment back. But I don't think people are going to out themselves. And if they like just me knowing, and they would rather leave it in their private life. But to all the males out there, like in the middle spoon, I respect you. I don't vibe with it, but I respect you. And I support you. You know, do your thing. If it helps you go to sleep, whatever. I have gotten a little bit of a, that probably didn't come out as English. Like when I said that, it didn't sound like English. I've gotten, gotten, I've gotten on a now track where I feel like every time I go to bed, I like hug pillows. So that, then I still would be the big spoon because there's no pillow behind me. But I'm starting to hug pillows and it helps me go to sleep. Maybe because the temperature though too. I don't know. 
Maybe that's something for me to look into. But I feel like the pillows cool me down. So it's kind of like having a leg out of the blanket, right? Kind of the same gist. So dudes, support you as a little spoon. Girls is a big spoon. It's a big baller move. I'd love to know more about it. The questions that I asked, are there different situations? Is it also like a relationship killer to the girls or guys? If you can't be that little or big spoon, would it kill your vibe? For me, nah. I just don't think I could be a little spoon. So they'd be like, I'm big spooner. That's kind of the way of the road. Sounds shitty, but like I just can't do it. It's not comfortable. I'm not going to fake it. So for you and the audience listening, is it a make it or break it? I'm curious, so let me know. The last fun one that I threw out there that I had a good time with was desired qualities and significant others. I got a lot of responses on this, which I feel like is good to see that people actually desire other people. And I mean, a lot of people were in relationships too. So they were kind of like manifesting their own relationship, I feel like, with their partner, which is also good to see. It's like good to have that confidence that like their partner can turn into that. And I definitely did see a lot of variation of different things from different people. There was a lot of obviously different answers. So I kind of just took down the most common answers and kind of like my top three or four of what everybody said. Because a lot of people just put like a lot of answers into one answer, right? Like they gave me like four different categories, which is good. So I just kind of took the top three or four. I saw a lot of honesty on there which then makes me feel sad that that has to be a thing. Yeah, I guess I can't, I'm not like making that as a judgmental thing. I think honesty is a huge deal. I think it is sometimes. I mean, there's all different kinds of lies, right? There's white lies, big lies, kind of all over the place. But it's sad that people have to really seek honesty. And I think it it really is important. It makes you more confident in your relationship. And I think just having that ability to trust in somebody and not have to worry about them. I think that's the biggest thing I normally see with relationships. People going out, they get nervous, jealousy, stuff like that. I think jealousy is like the number one killer to relationships. Jealousy is going to absolutely drag the whole thing down, not being confident in relationship. So I definitely like the honesty part and being financially stable. I saw it. They were definitely going into multiple tags of explaining it too, of saying that's for both like their partner and them, financially stable and independent. I think that is important. I talked about that in a previous episode of that for my wanting that I definitely want a family with a good income and that we're not having to worry about anything. Like we're comfortable. I'm not saying I want to be like rich, rich, but definitely where I can like go on vacation, live the life I was very privileged going up. I feel like of being able to do what I wanted to do, sports, vacation. I mean, besides when the recession hit 2008, I think it's the only time where we kind of had to cut back on things. But besides that, I lived a very good life and I'm very grateful for that. And so I want to live that life with my kids and my wife. I want to be able to have a comfortable life and do what I want to do. So seeing that from the people that were putting it in, um, I was definitely not surprised that financially stable was a positive thing. Another one that I really ended up liking was relationship with your friends and family. Again, I feel like I make everything personally about me, but I think for me, a relationship with family is huge for significant others. I think having a good relationship 
for me as a male, having a good relationship with the dad and the mom, making sure that they like me, they approve of me. Then you move on to grandparents and family that's extended. I feel like being liked by the family and also not just being liked, like, oh, they like me and I'm done. I think actually enjoying time with them like they're your own family. Because if you're going to be married, right, then they are going to become your family. And so I liked seeing that, that people said relationship with their friends and family. The friends part, I think it's also good to have a friend system around you because it's good to get out and hang out at times and kind of have that buddy system. Of course, it's great to hang out with your significant other by yourself. But if you have like a good group, like a double date, maybe a three-on-three to really kind of lighten the mood up and have different energies there, it kind of takes away from so much the one-on-one and focusing on each other time. It helps you kind of just like be in an element and just relax. I think that's really, really good. So that was a really good one, I felt like. Something I didn't ever think of the family side I did of the friend side I didn't like having positive friends that want to do positive things whether that's going out to a beach park like going out for a drink is always nice too but I think you need to have like hobbies with other people that really help your relationship grow but enough with that other stuff you know we got the honesty financially stable friends and family I mean people kept saying smart and consistent I got all that I think those are a great thing But let's get down to the most important desired quality in a significant other. It's being a foodie. Simple as that. The number one quality, you can't fight me on this, is being a foodie. Everybody loves going to a good happy hour. If you don't like happy hour, you're insane. I mean, everybody loves happy hour. Good deals, good drinks. Most places have good vibes, I feel like. And so I love going out. But I'm also not opposed, if you've been following the podcast, to learning how to cook. Like a good home, a good home cooked meal does sound nice and kind of like cooking together. I think that's kind of a cool thing to do. I kind of watched my stepdad and mom do that. I think it's cool to see like when you're kind of helping each other out. The problem is then the dishes. So I feel like every relationship kind of figures out who's more of the cook. Because, like, if I meet a woman that's, like, a really good cook, I'll kind of help out. I'll do the dishes. I don't care. Like, I just want to eat. I'm such a grubber, and I'll learn how to eat. I do kind of hate dishes, but, I mean, for food, I will do anything. Well, I, I probably shouldn't put that out there. But I will I will do most things for food. I should get a sign outside of my door, like, do chores for food. That'll be, like, my go-to. Like, all the girls have, like, love and peace, and all this kind of stuff on their walls, you know, like that generic Abercrombie and Fitch stuff you hang up, mine will be does things for food. That'll be my go-to. But seriously, seeing people with these other topics or other categories, I should say, that they look for, whether that's consistency, honesty, financially st- stable, soft bunny, smart popped up a lot, a lot too. How do we define smart though, right? Do you want business smart, savvy smart? You know, some people like the suit and tie guy, the sales guy, right? Goes out, does sales, smart in his own job, in his own way. But if you get a hole in your wall, he's not going to be able to do much with it, a.k.a. me. I mean, handyman is not really in my in my toolbox right now. Cars, not really, right? So you get what I'm saying. I'm more of a 
white-collar worker. Then there's the blue-collar worker, right? Doesn't look as good to some people, but the hell. Fix the toilet, the sink, the car, whatever it is. It's a handyman. So they're two different types of smart, right? One's kind of mechanical, house smart. And the other one's just business savvy, I would say. two different, Definitely two different types of smart. And a couple said consistency. And I'd love to hear more about that. So if you make it this far, let me know what you mean by consistency and how that can kind of benefit a relationship. Because I think I know what they're saying, but I'd love to kind of dive deeper into the meaning of that. And that's what I hope these become, right? Is that people actually reach out, interact, and we kind of dive deeper in these things. So it's good to know what others are thinking. So if you make it this far again, please do reach out and let me know because I am actually curious. But that's going to conclude it for this episode. I had so much more fun involving the audience. I think I've been totally just making things up and tried to talk about stuff myself. I think it makes it way more fun, interactive when I get the audience to really get themselves involved and give their answers, compare them, talk about them. I'm going to post a video of this one. I know I said I was do that last week, but I really like the video that I made last week, so I skipped it. And for this one, I do want to post a video and hopefully get some comments on it of interaction because the questions being done was so much fun and people reaching out. I got way more people interacting with the questions one than I did like, hey, what's a topic? So I'm going to keep on doing that, keep on trying to get some more controversial ones that'll be funnier on seeing both sides of the coin. So be on the lookout for that. And that's definitely going to end episode number nine. Thank you for listening. I hope that you liked it. And I'll talk to you next Friday. Peace.